Are you looking to really accelerate your personal growth? If so, go to my website and download the free Abundance Benchmark. It's going to give you some amazing feedback on where you're stuck in life. Again, it's totally free, and you can grab yours right now at MatthewBivens.com. Welcome to Having It All. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I bring you conversations and insights that explore the question, what does having it all mean to you? My goal is to leave you with stories you can relate to and messages you can take action on so that you can create an abundant, loving life. I am so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. Now, let's jump right into this episode. Today's episode is on a very simple yet profound concept, and that's the idea that the things that we focus on expand, right? Now, there's a ton of quotes about this online. You can hop onto Google right now, type in something like that. You'll get quotes by Buddha. You'll get quotes quotes from T. Harv Ecker, from Oprah, all these people talking about this concept that the things that we think about, the things that we apply our thoughts to, they grow, and that's what becomes true in our lives. That's what we manifest. So this this topic, this episode was really inspired by an epic challenge that I had the pleasure of uh, being a part of recently. Now, quickly, an epic challenge is something that I do. Um, I go into each week in my weekly accountability group. I've spoken about this group a few times on the show, and it's a it's just a, a group of people, seven of us, that we get together every week, and uh, we hold each other accountable to healing, to growth, and to really uh, becoming our greatest selves. And I've been a part of a an accountability group for over two years, um, this particular one for over a year, and it's been amazing. And so one of the things that we do every week is we do something that's what's called an epic challenge. And an epic challenge is simply um, an area in life that you are stuck. You're stuck in your understanding. You're stuck in your ability to create a different result. You're just you're just plain stuck. And it's it's an area where you want some raw, honest, powerful feedback from people who are, are going to give it to you straight. And so that's what we do every week. Somebody comes to the group, presents their epic challenge. Uh, we help them really get to the root of it. We help them to turn that challenge into a coherent sentence. And then we give them feedback, you know, and, and the feedback comes from a place of love. Um, but it sometimes, I mean, it'll be, it'll be personal. It'll be raw. And so um, this past week, one of, the, one of my group members, she presented her epic challenge and she got some feedback. And um, quick tangent, actually, um, I am planning to do some special episodes in the coming months that are all about epic challenges. And uh, what I'm doing, I'm actually recording them now. And we are, I'm inviting people on the show um, who, who will go through an epic challenge with me. So they'll present their epic challenge, they'll present the feedback they've gotten, they'll talk about some of the things that they've done and some of the results. And so um, really epic challenges are, are, you know, this concept is, um, it's powerful. You know, it's something that I have um, experienced firsthand what it's like to just really face that thing I'm stuck with and get some feedback on. But simply witnessing somebody else go through their challenge, um, witnessing them have their breakdowns and go through their breakthroughs, I found that I too am able to have breakthroughs just by simply being a part of that. And that's what I want to bring to you. Um, I want you to have the opportunity to experience your own breakthrough by, in this case, listening to another person present and get feedback on their challenge. So 
Um, those episodes are going to be coming out probably in a few months. Um, like I said, I'm recording them now, and it's going to be something new that we're doing on the show, but um, it's it's going to be awesome. So uh, obviously relevant because this today's episode was all was inspired by an epic challenge. Um, so anyway, back to the topic at hand. Um, I'm not going to go into the details of uh, my group mate's particular epic challenge. Not really re- relevant to to this whole conversation, but um, a piece of feedback she got is very relevant to the idea that what you focus on expands. And it was just basically that you know the great things in in her life she was forgetting, but all the drama, all the 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 BS and the sadness, those things she was remembering. So the great moments, the transformational moments, the, the moments where she felt excited and she experienced pleasure, the moments that she felt connected and plugged into life, they didn't actually register as long-term memories. Like those, those emotions and those feelings didn't stick around in her mind. It was, it was something that she experienced in the moment and then it was gone. And for her, she had a challenge to, to even remember that she had felt excitement or felt pleasure or felt peace or felt joy you know we you know giving her the feedback we had to remind her of all these things however it was very easy for her to 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 bring up the feelings of sadness of scarcity of of depression of you know all those those disempowering feelings and emotions um, were so much easier for her to conjure up and when i'm when i'm listening to her you know, her share, and I'm listening to everybody give feedback, especially at that particular point, I was like, damn, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. I, and, and I actually have a couple examples I'm going to go into in a minute, but um, I have found that it, in certain cases with certain people, it's so much easier for me to, to recall disempowering, hurtful, fearful memories or, or feelings or experiences than it is for me to recall happy, peaceful, joyful, excited, you know, all that stuff. It's easier for me to focus on the ones that, you know, weren't healing and weren't loving. And just this idea for, for all of us, really, um, to be more mindful of that, to be more mindful of the fact that it can be easier to drum up the, the crap in life and to not really recognize the magical moments. And so I want to, uh, I want to go into a couple of examples. Um, we'll go into the one actually from the Epic Challenge. I'm not going to use my friend's name, um, but you know, you'll still be able to get it. Uh, basically, um, her and I, so, so a little bit of context. Um, I have been exploring this practice called orgasmic meditation. Oming, O-M, orgasmic meditation. And it's, it's a practice basically that combines the power, the, the mindfulness of meditation with the just connection and, and, and everything that goes along with orgasm. Now, this orgasmic meditation is not sexual. You know, it's not a sexual thing. There isn't any penetration sex type of thing going on. But it is very intimate. It's incredibly intimate. And really, it's all about connecting and getting into the present moment and, and surrendering and ultimately to experience healing. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm going to put some links in the show notes um, to different resources around orgasmic meditation. Um, I was first turned, like, introduced to it um, by a woman. She was doing a TED Talk. Her name is Nicole Daydone. I'm going to put a link to her TED Talk in the show notes as well as to her website. And you can go and learn about orgasmic meditation. It's super cool. Um, so I, I started exploring that and I started practicing it with my wife and with other people. And so as of you know, today I've, I've, I've done, um, oming, that's what I'm going to refer to it from now on. Um, I have, I've done oming with seven different women and it's been freaking incredible experience and amazing learning for myself. So, um, I had omed with my friend who was in my accountability group. And that was one of the examples where she could not recall the powerful healing transformational moments that she experienced during the oming despite the fact that she experienced them and so you know we were kind of going over the experience and she was telling me what she she was trying to remember what she felt and this was probably three or four days later and she couldn't she couldn't remember the things that she had shared with me immediately when it was over and it's just because those those things didn't actually register in her her long-term memory like they didn't imprint. You know, she felt healing. She felt this immense sense of connection. She felt this peace and this, this just joy rush over her. But after, you know, five minutes after, after the oming, it was no longer there. And it had, you know, those memories had to be pulled out of her. I had to remind her of all the things she told me. And, you know, for her, that was just one of, of a number of different instances where she was unable to remember those powerful things that happened. Another example happened just last night, actually, happened um, with me personally. And I was having a conversation with um, Sarah, my wife, and my sister. And, uh, you know, we were talking about some family things, and there was a few things that my sister and I um, hadn't shared with one another, things that kind of had been festering that we wanted to get out in the open. And... I have had, you know, with this, I have two sisters, and with this one in particular, um, so many of the emotions and feelings I, I feel towards her have been disempowering, unhealthy. You know, they haven't been loving. And it's, it was really incredible for me to, to uh, you know, hearing the Epic Challenge feedback and then applying it to my own life and realizing that with this particular sister, there was amazing we've had amazing moments that i essentially forgot and had to have people remind me of but the the disempowering emotions the disempowering moments i can bring those up in a second and what it's done is it is it has helped to create this person in my mind that is different than the person that i was talking to yesterday you know when i would think about my sister what would be pulled up were all of the, the disempowering feelings and emotions towards her. 
And what I realized in our phone call is some of them weren't even based on real events. I had remembered something falsely and at that moment created a story and just spun it out. In this case, it was like two years, like an event happened two years ago and I didn't remember it accurately. And and my wife, you know, the three of us are on the phone and my wife, Sarah, she's like, that's not exactly how it happened. And I would have been convinced, I would have bet anything that it happened the way that I remembered it. And because I remembered it in a particular way, all of these emotions were, were formed around that memory. And then all these stories about who my sister is, what's important to her, why she behaves the way she behaves, all of that stuff got, got created after the fact. And the original memory was, was incorrect. And it took other people to be like, do you not remember when you went to Europe to go visit your sister and, and you know, spent many days with her in England just having fun? And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess I do remember that, you know, and or do you not remember the Florida trip that we took where we were hanging out on the beach and going out on the boats and just laughing and it was just so light and, and, and there's a lot of love in the air. Like, do you not remember that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot that. And that's what we do, you know, you know, like we, we can forget these moments, these experiences, these feelings that we've had about other people or ourselves or situations. But we can then very easily pull out the the disempowering, the fearful, the resentment, the judgment, all that crap. And go back to the the quote that kicked off this episode, you know, what you focus on expands. So with my sister, I was focusing on all the all the crap. And it expanded. I focused on it for two years. And what it expanded into was this person who was very different in my mind than in reality. And so now her and I are having to do a lot of, of healing. There's a lot of repair going on, repairing. because Partly because I focused on the crap. And from that, you know, spun this whole story about who she was and what she was all about. And it was, wasn't based on anything truthful. It was based on feelings. But those feelings were, you know, came from perceptions and, and about events that I had wrong. You know, I had, I had the, the facts incorrect. And I'm a person that can get really caught up on the, on the small details. You know, like someone walks in a room. Now, did I greet them or did you greet? Did you greet me or did I greet you? Oh, I had to greet you. Okay, so that's how it always is. I'm always the one who's having to reach out. I'm always the one who's having to make the effort. You never do. Right? Stemming from one simple little, did you greet me or did I greet you? And just, I can take it and just string it all out. So what you focus on expands. You know, it happened with my my friend in the Epic Challenge. She, she's been focusing on all the things that she is not. She's been focusing on all of the the disempowering experiences or the disempowering feelings in relationships, in finance, in her health, in her career. It's a lot easier for her to drum up the fearful, judgmental, disempowering things than it is for her to drum up the powerful, healthy, loving, joyful 
things. What you focus on expands. So I want for myself and, you know, for you listening, if this resonates with you, you know, I want us to just be more intentional about remembering the great things that happen in life, about remembering the transformational moments, about remembering the magic, you know, magic or those moments where we inspired ourselves, other people, or life to do or be something great. I want us to be intentional about remembering the moments and the experiences that made our bodies light up, that made us feel alive, that made us feel connected and happy and, that, and peaceful. Just something as simple as happiness and peace. So I want to, to now move into some things that, that we can do to help shift, right? Help, help shift the things that we focus on and expand those amazing things in our life. And uh, to come up with these different things that I wanted to leave you with, I first just started thinking through all the different pieces of wisdom I've received from mentors and coaches and things like that over, you know, over time. Um, especially when it comes to gratitude. Gratitude's a great place to start, and that's really what I'm going to um, uh, focus on in this section is, is gratitude. But I didn't want to give you guys just the same old stuff that you've heard everywhere else, right? Because really, I think the way to shift, the way to shift from being able to easily conjure up the disempowering, the fear, the, the judgment, and, and having a, a challenge in bringing up the the magical, amazing transformational moments is gratitude. I think that's the difference. And so what I want to leave you with is how you can cultivate some sort of habit around gratitude. Cultivating some habit around gratitude. And there's a lot of ways you can do it. And the, the, the first way that came to my mind is journaling, right? Just at, at the end of the night or maybe in the morning, whenever you want, just creating some sort of regular routine where you sit down and you, you journal things that you are grateful for. It's a very simple one, um, but it's also one that a lot of people have trouble turning into a habit, you know, and I think it takes 90 days for a habit to actually set in. So it's something that if you can keep up for 90 days, okay, you've got a great shot at that actually becoming a habit that you can do long term. But for me, journaling has been tough to keep as a habit. I have journaled on and off for over 10 years and I have tons and tons of journals. And if you were to go back to them, you'd see, you know, nightly journaling, nightly journaling, nightly journaling. Two weeks go by and then I pick it back up. And then maybe four months go by and I pick it back up again. And that's just how it's been for me over the course of 10 years. So journaling might be an amazing gratitude habit for you to, to cultivate, but it may not work for you. It may not work for you. Um, something, another, another habit that, habit that I've, ac- I've actually had success in getting this one to stick for myself, and that is going out and going for walks in nature. For me, I feel very connected to everything, when, you know, what, whether it's God or the earth or nature. I just feel very connected when I'm outside. I can just be sitting in my backyard. I don't have to actually be like going on an amazing hike through glaciers or national parks, you know, but just being outdoors. And so 
Um, I've created a, a, a nightly habit of taking my dogs for a walk through the neighborhood. I have a beautiful neighborhood I live in. There's these big trees, like enormous trees, huge wide canopies, green leaves. There are there are hawks that live in my neighborhood, red-tailed hawks. I can hear them. There's deer that go through and animals and uh, birds in the trees and all this amazing stuff that I love to just be in and experience. And so creating, for me, being able to create a nightly routine around just walking through my neighborhood and being grateful for the trees, for the sun, for the breeze, like that has, has, has been a way that I've been able to create some gratitude in my life. So those are two examples for you, journaling, you know, getting out into nature and being, and being grateful. Um, but I also did a little bit of research. I wanted to see what some other great ideas were. And I, I found this article um, from a website called Good Life Zen. Uh, the article is called These Eight Gratitude Habits Will Transform Your Life. And I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, but I liked it because some of the, the habits in here were, uh, were different. You know, there were kind of, there were ones that you don't hear all the time. So I'm going to quickly go through these eight different gratitude habits um, because, again, what you focus on expands. So if you're spending more time focusing on the things that you're grateful for, those things that you're grateful for are going to expand. You're going to experience them more often. You're going to experience more abundance in those areas. And I think overall, your outlook on life is going to be one of, you know, the glass is half full rather than being half empty. So... Quickly, here are eight different gratitude habits that you can that you can put into practice. The first one is to just thank one person every day. That's a really really simple one. You know, if somebody does something for you, you can thank them. You know, thank you for holding the door. Thank you for taking my groceries to the car. Um, but just thanking people for who they are in your life, for the roles that they play, um, for the services. You know, thank your garbage man or woman. You know, thank the mail person. Just thanking somebody every day. Um, another one I already mentioned this, but it's keeping a gratitude journal. Um, they have a cool little twist in this article, and that's if you have a significant person in your life, let's say a parent or in this case a spouse, um, just writing one thing that you're grateful uh, for about that person every single day. And then after one year, you have 365 things about that person you're grateful for. And in, in the example in the article, um, you know, the, uh, the I, th- I don't know if it's, it's his spouse. So a man writes in his journal, um, something that he's grateful for in his spouse and then presents it to them for a gift, a holiday gift. That's a pretty beautiful gift to give someone. Another way to be grateful is to take deep breaths, just breathing, taking a moment to get present. We spend so much time every day figuring out about what we need to do, what we got to do next, what's on our to-do list, and we don't take a lot of time to simply be. And so taking a few deep breaths can allow you to just disconnect, Get back to this moment and be grateful for this moment. The next thing is pay attention. Um, Just paying attention to your surroundings, paying attention to the people in your life. And uh, that's what I do when I go for my walks. I'm paying attention. I'm listening to the wind through the trees. I'm listening to the birds. I'm I'm feeling the, the street underneath my feet. I'm hearing the jingle of my dog's collars as they walk next to me. It's just paying attention to the little things. Uh, the, The next one is to track your moments of spontaneous joy. And you can do that with a journal. You can do that with a scrap of paper. You can do that with your phone. Um, But just being able to put something down when you experience spontaneous joy in your life. It could be, you know, you found five bucks in your pocket or 
uh, you're, you go out to lunch for a friend and they, they end up buying your lunch for you. Whatever, whatever something amazing that happens that you weren't expecting, um, just tracking it, putting it down, recording it. Another thing you can do is carry some sort of symbol. So, you know, being, being mindful, being present, being grateful, you can put something in your pocket, put it in your purse, uh, something that reminds you uh, that, that you're grateful of. You know, maybe it's a memento, something somebody gave you that every time you see it or every time you touch it, it brings back those feelings, you know, those, those empowering, loving feelings and something that you can just be like, yeah, I am. I am very grateful. Another way is to give thanks before each meal. Um, a lot of us, you know, I grew up doing that. And uh, actually, no, let me, excuse me. I didn't grow up doing that. I, I started doing that later on in life. I started to um, give thanks each meal. So didn't actually grow up doing that. But um, I think we've all seen examples of it. You know, some folks pray. Some folks will um, hold hands, say a prayer. Uh, maybe it's the same thing you say every meal. Um, other people just freestyle it. The last thing is to take a look in the mirror. So this one is amazing. Um, I think being grateful for yourself, being loving towards yourself, uh, practicing some self-affirmations, especially in a mirror, um, is an amazing way to cultivate a habit of gratitude. So just expressing gratitude for your life, expressing gratitude for the amazing qualities that are in you, because there are a crap ton of them. So um, that's just the eight things from the article, and it's again, it's in the show notes. Um, but, you know, this whole episode is just all about the idea that what you focus on expands. So, you know, I wanted to give some examples from my life. I wanted to give my examples from um, a friend's life that are very relevant to just focusing on things that aren't powerful, you know, feelings that are not loving. They aren't healing, but we focus on them because they're strong. You know, I think, I think feelings of, of sadness can last longer than feelings of happiness. I'm sure there's a study out there about it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go cite it or anything, but um, I imagine that, yeah, sadness ha- lasts longer than happiness. And so we have to remember the times and, and be very intentional about remembering the times that we felt happiness and we felt peace and we felt love and we felt excitement and we felt pleasure because they're, they can be fleeting. However, if you turn it into a habit, if you create a habit around remembering and acknowledging those moments, then not only will you experience more of them, you experience them more fully. They will last longer. And if you do something like journaling, what's really cool about that is you have something physical to look back on years later or look back on whenever you're feeling crappy. You can just pop open the journal and read something and be like, damn, okay. Yeah, life is amazing. So whatever you choose is up for you, is up to you. You know, what works for me may not work for you, vice versa. I shared with you what nine different things that you can do and and but maybe none of those are down your alley, so you have to go and and find something else that you can do that really resonates with you, something that you can stick with. You know, so just Figure it out for yourself. I'd love to hear some of your ideas. Um, you can shoot me an email. My, my personal email address is mattcbivens at gmail.com. M-A-T-T-C-Bivens, B-I-V-E-N-S, at gmail.com. And shoot me an email and tell me, um, tell me some of the things that you do, um, the habits that you've created in your life to help cultivate gratitude. 
And it'd be really cool. I can share them in the show notes and uh, just create a huge list for people so that there is something on this list that you're going to be able to uh, implement in your life. And it's all about action. You know, I come back to that, to, to, the, to the idea of taking action is how shift happens. Taking action is how transformation happens. So if you are truly wanting to experience some sort of transformation in your life and in some area, then it's going to come down to you acting, you getting into movement. And so what I'm presenting to you are nine different ways that you can get into movement so you can experience a gratitude transformation. Maybe it's attitude transformation. I don't know. But uh, you can experience something powerful that shifts in you to where you can be like, damn, you know, this is, life is beautiful. It is incredible. I am immensely blessed. And I'm grateful for all these different things in my life. And I will throw this caveat in there because a lot of this show, I try to make this podcast very grounded. But sometimes, you know, the concept of gratitude and, and, um, being grateful and all that stuff. Sometimes I can feel like it's up in the air, like it doesn't really do anything, right? Like journaling gratitude isn't going to shift your life. Um, I'm all I'm doing is asking you to try it out. Try it out for yourself. You know, I've experienced massive shift uh, simply by by expressing gratitude. And so, if it's something you're skeptical on, then I think that's a perfect reason to give it a try. Maybe you can learn something new about yourself. That would be pretty amazing. So that's today's show. Uh, if you got something awesome from this episode, something that moved you or inspired you, uh, please feel free to share it with other people. You know, this uh, I, I don't try to sell anything in this podcast, and so um, there isn't any like you know they aren't going to get spammed if you if you share it with them. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kick off the show with like a product I'm selling or something like that. Um, at least I'm not doing it right now. You know, so. Share it with people. Um, if you dig the show, then go to iTunes, leave me a review. That'd be awesome. Uh, the show's been doing really, really well in iTunes. And in order to keep it up, in order to keep the ranking high, um, I got I got to have reviews. So iTunes reviews would be fantastic. There's going to be a button at the bottom of the episode notes. Uh, and you can click on that button. It'll take you right to iTunes. And um, shout out to Bill Ramsey from uh, Fireside Network. That's where this show lives. We are one of the awesome shows on Fireside Network, and Bill um, has, has just been instrumental in getting the show off the ground and continuing to support me and, uh, and my, uh, my business partner, Jim. Um, Jim's the guy who does all the production on the show, so I send him raw episodes, and he does his magic and, and returns to me a, a beautiful, completed episode with music and transitions and all that cool stuff. So I appreciate both you guys. And um, I appreciate you for listening. Thank you so much. It means it means a lot to me that you know you will uh, give me thirty minutes of your time every week and to just hear what I have to say. And um, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. Very very grateful uh, for that, and to have this platform and to just share. You know, my whole goal is to share things with with you that uh, hopefully can help you experience life uh, more powerfully, experience more peace, more joy. Um, because I think that's what that's the important stuff. We get caught up in all the the minutiae, all the things that we have to do. We get caught up in all the bullshit drama that happens between people, between families. And uh, you know, when we take a step back, it's like how much of that really truly matters, 
And how often are we focusing on all that BS as opposed to being appreciative and grateful for all the amazing things that we have in our lives? And so that this episode is, is great because it, it does touch on something that is a bigger theme of this overall show. So, um, yeah, didn't even intend for that. But, hey, uh, check out the show notes for links. There's a ton of links in this episode to all sorts of cool different things. And uh, with that, my name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep, we are one of the esteemed shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you need to do is visit firesidenetwork.com and under shows, select Having It All. From there, you can access all the episodes, see the show notes, learn about my guests, and more. Second, I am very excited to announce that my brand new website is live. Visit MatthewBivens.com and you can learn more about me, get plugged into an accountability group, and pick up some free content like the Abundance Benchmark. I am all about helping you not only identify what your ideal life looks like, but also helping you on your journey towards it. I want you to experience more abundance and love in your life. So, again, you can find out more information about all of that great stuff at MatthewBivens.com. Thank you once more for listening to the show, and here is to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.